0: What's going on, Vine Pair Podcast listeners? It's Adam Teeter here, and I want to tell you about a brand new podcast we're launching called EOD Drinks, or End of Day Drinks. The podcast came about because we were sitting around as an editorial team talking about all of the amazing conversations we get to have with producers, uh, you know, executives, basically movers and shakers in the beverage industry when they come to our office at the end of the day. And we thought it would be really awesome to let you listen in on those conversations. And that's what the show is. The show is meetings between our editorial team and some of the biggest names in the alcohol beverage industry. We sit down with them once a week and we talk to them about all of the interesting things they're up to. They're amazing conversations that we can't wait for you to listen to. You can get it every single Thursday at 530, wherever you get your podcast, whether it's on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, et cetera or you can listen to it the next day when it hits the VinePair site, or you know anytime you really feel like it. We would love if you subscribed. All you need to do is search EOD drinks in iTunes, Stitcher, et cetera, and you'll find the show and you can subscribe. And as a bonus, today, we're letting you hear one of the newest episodes of the series. This is our interview with Ken Austin. He is the Alcohol entrepreneur that created Avion Tequila, Terra Mana with The Rock, and Proper Twelve with Colin Mcgregor. It's an incredible conversation that I know you're going to enjoy, and it's going to make you want to subscribe to this amazing new podcast as soon as you're done listening to it. So, join myself and the entire VinePair editorial team. Subscribe to End of Day Drinks and listen with us. Thanks so much, and I hope you enjoy. From VinePair's New York City headquarters, this is End of Day Drinks where we sit down with the movers and shakers in the beverage industry. So pour yourself a glass and listen along with us. Let's start the show. On today's episode of EOD Drinks, we're talking with serial alcohol entrepreneur Ken Austin. We'll start the conversation by learning about how he created Avion Tequila and how the hell it wound up as a central character on Entourage. We'll then talk about Austin's relationship with Conor McGregor and how the two created Proper 12 Irish Whiskey. And finally, we'll talk about Terramana Tequila, the tequila that's taking the alcohol world by storm, that Austin created in collaboration with Dwayne Johnson, who most of us know as The Rock. All right, Tim, take today's conversation away.
1: Hi there. I'm Tim McCurdy, staff writer at VinePair, and welcome to the End of Day Drinks podcast. Today, we are joined by Ken Austin, co founder of Proper 12 Irish Whiskey and Terimana Tequila. Hi, Ken.
2: Hey, how are you, Tim?
1: Doing well, thank you. And as always, I am joined by VinePair co-founder and CEO, Adam Teeter. What's up, Tim? VinePair Senior Editor, Kat Wilinski. Hello. Hello, and VinePair Editorial Associate, Katie Brown. How's it going? Hey, Tim. And before we kick things off, guys, obviously, this is the end of day drinks podcast. So um, just wanted to hear Ken has sent some of his products to us to try very kindly. I wanted to find out um, what's everyone enjoying as their end of day drink. Has it been one of those days? Are you having straight tequila and whiskey or have you mixed up a cocktail? Uh, what's everyone? How's everyone enjoying it? Adam, we'll start with you.
0: Yeah, man, take it straight to the face. No, uh, I'm doing Terramana as a uh, in Negroni. So I replaced the terramana as for the gin, and it's delicious.
1: Oh, very nice. How about you, Katie?
2: I'm having the Proper 12 in a spiked hot cider. Uh, it's very delicious. Ooh, And
1: very cold where you are as well. And Kat, what about yourself?
2: So I actually have two drinks in front <laughs> of me. I made hot <laughs> toddies, one with the terramana and one with the Proper 12. And I got to say, I am favoring the terramana hot toddy
0: interesting interesting. you and katie with the warm drinks what about you tim what are you drinking
1: so i was trying to figure out a way how can i incorporate both of these into one drink and there's not (laughs) many whiskey and tequila cocktails out there so i said you know what i'll try and figure something out myself went with a classic went with an old-fashioned so got equal parts um irish whiskey tequila i went with a little bit of simple syrup uh, some angostura bitters and i'm gonna call this one uh, the Stone Cold Ken Austin. How about that one? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry, love that's that.
1: terribly cheesy. Ken, what's your preference? <laughs> that was
0: super cheesy, Sorry, Tim.
1: Super cheesy, you know. I love what that. What about like the proper rock or... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Tim, what does the tequila do to your old-fashioned? So it actually makes it... It gives it this really incredible spice and it works really well with the bitters. And I think... You know, Irish whiskey being so approachable, the Irish whiskey also almost kind of like gives it this foundation to to build off and allows the tequila to shine. I tell you what, like the name might not be brilliant, but this is a really nice cocktail. Nice.
0: <laughs> and bet. Ken,
1: yeah, before we dive into it, Ken, what's your what's your preference? Are you just a straight up neat guy, or how do you enjoy
2: how do you enjoy these uh, spirits? I uh, first of all, I love all of the cocktails that you all made. I'm actually jealous. <laughs> uh, I am, uh, I, I actually don't discriminate. I drink, uh, spirits all different ways from neat all the way through just on the rocks or in a cocktail. I do agree by the way, a terramano Reposado old fashioned beats a whiskey old fashioned in my book any day. Ooh. Um, but, uh, yeah. what I, what I will be partaking in as soon as we get done here, I should do, I actually probably will while we're talking here is uh, I, I like to just drink. Tip, typically, I'll drink spirits on a day like today, just either neat or on the rocks.
1: Nice. Mm-hmm. And obviously, should point out this is the afternoon. This is not 11 in the morning. Ken hitting it hard early already. <laughs> so one thing that um, our listeners, I'm sure, will be aware of is the, and, and some of the references there, the celebrity associations with, you know, uh, Proper 12 and terramana. But before we dive into that, Ken, I was wondering if you can give us a kind of real quick Background on yourself, how you got into the business, and and how it is that you end up with uh, two incredibly successful uh, spirits brands and celebrity spirits brands.
2: Um, thanks, Tim. And you know, it's uh, my story is is very typical to people that are missing um, chromosomes uh, or, uh, you know, i some kind of genius, Um, and most people call them entrepreneurs. I, I really don't. I think call very sick people, um, in a very good way. Um, my, my background is I, you know, I like to say that I grew up, um, with very little, but it happens to be, I had everything, um, great family, great upbringing, uh, great parents, great sisters. Um, and, uh, that's probably what led to Um, Some of the success that that I've had today, and I grew up in a very very humble um, kind of kind of background, and and, uh, hopefully that's the way I am today, uh, and continue to be that way despite um, having some sex success um, from a monetary perspective. Uh, But that said, my background, I was schooled um, as an accountant, um, which is pretty bizarre since I um, I do know how to count, but I hated accounting. I did it because my father told me you have to do it, Um, and back back (laughs) then you actually listened to what your parents said as opposed to today. Um <laughs> and uh but after after I realized I could not be an accountant for more than a year for one of the back then it was called the Big eight accounting firms in the u s um I went to work for the Gallo Winery, uh, where I learned a lot about really wine spirits, but most importantly about consumers, you know, consumer behavior, mm-hmm. how do they shop, why do they buy? And really understanding at the end of the day, the consumer, the customer is really the the most important person. The person sitting on the other side of the bar or the person shopping in a liquor store that wants to take it home and create great moments for themselves and for the people around them. Mm -hmm. Um, After that, I worked for the Seagram Company um, when Seagram was owned by the Bronfman family. uh, And that company was sold. And when it was sold as a, a person who grew up in a family where your job was supposed to be womb to tomb, Uh, You know, you start there and you die there. That's the way the old job market was. Mm -hmm. Um, The company was sold and it forced me um, versus against my father's best uh, interest to stay there forever, forced me to decide what I was going to do next. Um, And I was fortunate enough to go into the private aviation business at a time that it was a very good time to be in the private aviation business. And we built a brand, a consumer brand that was very successful, uh, grinding, 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 which is the key to the name of the game, uh, working our asses off. And um, uh, during that time, I had a love for spirits and wine and just beverages in general. And when things got good in the jet business, I told my partners, I want to go to Mexico and I want to create a tequila because I love tequila. Mm -hmm. Um, And I created a a tequila brand called Avion um, and uh, built that brand and ultimately sold it to Pernod Ricard, uh, the second biggest drinks company in the world, uh, in 2010. I started it. Um, and, uh, my love for tequila really is how this whole thing really opened up. Um, and fast forward, uh, I met Conor McGregor, um, and his manager, Audia Tar, um, and Conor was looking to do an Irish whiskey. Um, and I was crazy enough to tell them that I think we should do it together. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, proper 12 today is a rousing success and I'm really glad you like the liquid and that you're drinking it today
1: mm-hmm.
2: your toddies or whatever it may be. Um, And most recently, which you were talking about up front, um, uh, we joined forces with Dwayne Johnson, The Rock, uh, and his business partner, Danny Garcia, and my partner, Jenna Fagnon. And um, we worked for quite a long time to create Terramana Tequila, which is now in its 10th month. um, And the brand has set records like the industry yeah. has never seen before. And it's it's, yeah, totally. it's yeah. really surreal. And then the product quality is where it all begins and where it all ends. Mm-hmm. Um, truly bespoke tequila made the right way, copper pots, brick ovens, the whole deal. Um, but it's been like sort of a, a fairy tale in a way mm-hmm. to doing business with people like Connor um, and his team and uh, DJ, as we call him the rock and his team, um, which are really just, they are unicorns. Um, and what we do is we really have provided really the platform for them and the education for them to be able to lean in and play a role that no one else can play like them. And we try to think that we can play a role that no one else can play like us, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so that's absolutely. how I got here. And and I and I, I truly can. And now we get celebrities calling us every day, hey, I want to be the next Dwayne Johnson, Conor McGregor, George Clooney, Ryan Reynolds. And they don't understand that it's not just add add water and you're, you're home free. It's a very difficult difficult businesses you folks know better than anyone.
1: So I'd love to dive into that in a minute, but um, I, I wanted to ask you something briefly, kind of taking it back to the beginning before you before you start working with celebrities, you have a bit of a star term with Avion and being featured kind of famously on uh, Entourage. I'm not sure whether uh, our, our listeners are aware of that. That's something I turned to again during the pandemic. But, um, you know, apart from launching Bob Odenkirk's career, who played you in the episode, for those who haven't seen it, um, <laughs> oh I was God, wondering, no. like, so before working with celebrities, like, how do you get your tequila brand in a show and, and not just like placed in a show? You have like two, three episodes revolving around your brand. How does that happen?
2: Uh, you have to have like a horseshoe up your rear end to, to be, to be, <laughs> to be no, it's so funny. I just, just a tangent for a second. You talk about Bob Odenkirk, who played me, Ken Austin, and Entourage, because Doug said to me, Doug Ellen, the creator, is a friend, so that's really how it happened. And I'll give you the quick, I'll give you the, the uh, Reader's Digest version of that, so I don't bore you. But um, you know, Doug called me up and he goes, "Ken, you know, I I want to have this story about Avion to be really true to to you, um, and you, sh- I want you to pl- come in and play yourself in, in the show." And I said, "Doug, I'm not doing that." You know, I, I'm married. My wife doesn't want anybody to ever look at me, um, and uh, I don't. I have a face for uh, radio, as they say, or for podcasts. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, but uh, so Doug, Doug said to me, "You know, I'm going to get somebody to play you. Um, who should I get?" And I go, "Well, I probably Brad Pitt is probably the closest thing." Uh, and uh, <laughs> Doug, Doug laughed, and he picked obviously an incredible uh, comedic genius, Bob Odenkirk. Um, but the way it really happened. Um, was that Doug is a friend of mine and my partner, Kenny Dichter, from, uh, from at Marquee Jet. Doug grew up with Kenny, and we became really good friends. And Doug was truly looking for a storyline for Entourage, uh, a storyline for – and he wanted Turtle, the character Turtle, and most people have binge-watched binge Entourage on HBO during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Season 8 is when we started. I'll never forget it. Um, and Doug was looking for this storyline for Turtle, and he said, I want Turtle to be like an NBA player where he can be successful – and buy his mom a house like an NBA player. Um, and I said to him and Kenny, my partner Kenny, said, why don't you just do the, our tequila? And Doug was like, what do you mean? Like I said, well, why don't you do like you did like 50 Cent in vitamin water or something, do a real life story, a celebrity, actually tagging onto a brand and making that brand huge, which at the time, that really wasn't happening in the real world of celebrities and wine, which is massive with celebrities and spirits. And Doug said, I love it will you give me the brand unencumbered? I can do anything I want. Um, and we said, yeah, you know, you're our friend, just, you know, no, no prostitutes, no drugs, no, nothing. None of that kind of stuff. Of course he did. Yeah. <laughs> Sasha is not, not a prostitute, a porn star. And so it was almost like a trifecta box. Like everything you said you didn't want, he did. Uh, and it was out of the gate. We were like, you want to talk about rocket fuel? The brand became a household name, and nobody thought it was real. People thought it was a fake tequila, Um, but that's how it happened. I did. You thought it was fake. fake. Yeah. Everyone. Our our ad campaign actually changed very quickly. We said, "What are we going to do?" And we started flying planes down South Beach and in New York and in California that said Avion. Yes, it's real. We we (laughs) let's answer the question. But people were discovering it and saying, "Holy shit, this is real tequila!" And it was. Then it sort of had a little bit of a quote-unquote hangover because people said, oh, it must be like bubba gum shrimp. It's not really a good tequila because it was on TV. Mm. They didn't realize it was a great, phenomenal product, one best in the world, but people thought it was, couldn't be good because it was featured on a TV show. So you want, that's a different set of circumstances. I'll tell you that story another day when I lay on the couch and, and tell you my problem. <laughs> uh, it was really, really phenomenal, and what it did for us was It gave us the ability to raise money one time and one time only and gave us enough runway and we did enough business that we actually didn't do what most new spirit brands do, which is blow your money and go out of business. Mm
0: -hmm. So it
2: gave us that runway, that speed, that velocity, that momentum to then be able to manage a business based on the cash flow and not basically be in the red every day.
1: So... So Ken, I guess, um, you know, obviously now you're working, you know, you have Terramana tequila um, and that's clearly an industry that you know well, but then, you know, your your next move after Aviom was moving into the Irish whiskey business. I wonder like, what are some of the things that you took from working in tequila that you could really just easily sort of make like a, a carbon copy or like a playbook? And then what were the, some of the things that you kind of like have to learn? Because it, it's, it's a, it's a completely different market, right? And it's also like, let's be honest, it's a market that, um, even now, to most extents, has been dominated by this one brand. I mean, it's a it's a real tough proposition.
2: Yeah, it's it's uh, Tim. It's a great, great question, and I think that the things to, the playbook is always the same in certain ways when you are a quote unquote entrepreneur, and the playbook is hard work, never give up, breathe your own vapor Sometimes you got to believe. Everyone around you is going to tell you why it won't work and you have to dismiss it all and say, I am going to will this to happen and put people around you that believe the same thing. Um, So that part of the playbook, and it's very, very hard to keep negativity out of doing new things because it's things that people don't understand that you see, you know, I can see the end zone, but the people around you sometimes don't. And your job is to convince them that the end zone is there. And to also not allow that negativity to be, to, to create a situation where you're lying in bed at night and you're sucking your thumb and you're calling mama, you know, and it's really, really hard. So that part of the playbook, every one of your listeners here, and also you, what you guys have created with what you're doing, the podcast, how many people said there are so many, it won't work. How do you cut through? You will your way. And you don't have to have a 4.0 average or, you know, I am a, I was a below average student Um, if I got an F in one class and an A in the other, my mom yelled at me. The next semester, I got an F in the class I got the A in, and I got an A in the class I got the F in. I just reversed the grades uh, just to stay afloat. So um, it's really about driving it. So that part of the playbook is the same. The part of, of the playbook that was also similar with Proper 12 and Avion was that when Avion launched, that was 2010, and they were not 500 tequilas now every young person is drinking tequila and frankly every person 40s and 50s are drinking tequila right so that was not happening in 2010 so everyone said oh my god all, of the, all at the time it was only patron it was only cuervo right cuervo at the price point let's call it 20 patron at the price point 40 no clear number two in either one of those categories, consumer price points. And people said to me, you're crazy. You'll never be able to take on Patron. Um, so similarly with Proper 12, people said the same thing. You're never going to be able to take on Jameson. They're the 800-pound gorilla. It's not, a, it's not a category of many. It's a category of one, just like tequila was a category and ultra premium of one. So today you can name on all your fingers and toes the number of ultra premium tequilas there are. And eventually an Irish whiskey, I'm not sure if it'll be the same thing, but we have broken through with Proper 12 in a place that people felt you couldn't break through because of this David and Goliath kind of situation with Jameson and everyone else. So that's where the playbook is different, but that's where the playbook is. You have to believe that you can break through and you have to be innovative. You have to be disruptive. You have to believe that you can actually get the market share and you can take down a monster of a brand and you can put a dent in their business, which we have done. Um, and they're still a monster, but you know, talk to Conor McGregor, he will tell you we will be number one eventually. And if you believe that, that is a big component of the formula for success in a space that very few brands become successful. That's
0: mm-hmm. so cool. So Ken, what's it been like to work with Connor and with uh, Dwayne? Like, what are what are they like as people? Is this to them? Are they both super invested in this? Um, or is this you know? Are you really more dealing with their people when it comes to uh, the spirits? And and what made you decide that these were the two people you wanted to work with? As you said, you've been approached by tons of different celebrities. Um, why them?
2: Yeah, that's that's an awesome question. And and the thing the thing is some you know part of it I would say is. It, it's it's a lie to say that it's luck. It really, um, the lucky part is that you know when you talk to these people, being like a guy like Connor and Audie, his manager, or DJ and Danny, his partner. You know, you the lucky part is that you connect. Um, the connectivity and the values and um, the chemistry is really the most important thing. But but to your question about these two people, um, as as different as they are, um, Connor's in his early thirties DJs in his forties is, is a mid to later forties. Um, as different as they are, they're very similar. And the similarity is that they are both grinders. They both came from, uh, difficult childhoods financially. Uh, Connor was on welfare, social welfare, probably seven years ago. Uh, DJ was evicted, you know, out of his home in Hawaii with his mom and his family, uh when he was fourteen or fifteen years old. Uh you tend to, and by the way, there's a there's a pattern here when you think about successful people that are not um multi-generational wealth, but people who are first or second, first generation wealth and success. Um but if you think about the two of them, the interesting thing is they're both incredible athletes. They're very gifted. Um and athletes, people with that mindset are very, very disciplined. Um And Connor trains every day, DJs in the gym every day. So when you think about the personality profile of these unicorns, these celebrities, they're much, much different than I'll call it a celebrity that is a celebrity who's just an actor, right? Um, And their genius is at their craft and their discipline is there. But these two athletes that we've been able to link up with are also uber, uber competitive, so mm-hmm. in their own ways by the way connor much more visible his his competitive spirit dj much more um dj is the most humble person i've ever met he's the most recognized american in the world and number 1 social media guy in in the in america 205 million people follow him on instagram i mean just I have I have sixty thousand of which I think fifty nine thousand are bots and the other <laughs> the other people are my mother and her friends and the, my friends from college and whatever, um, but uh, it, it's pretty amazing the similarities and and the the way we got together. Uh, well, you asked the question like, are they invested in this thing? Connor is the founder of Proper Twelve, and DJ is the founder of TerraMana. That's mm-hmm. not Hollywood bullshit. They truly are the founders, from brand name to package, to liquid, to the look and the feel, to the voice of the brands. Look at those two brands: Proper Twelve, a little more badass, uh, and very, very much what you think Irish whiskey, Irish whiskey should be. Taramana, um, a bit more, I'll call it um, precise and elegant, um, from its label to um the process um that dj wanted for the brand so they very much fit their personalities and but you want to talk about involvement before this call that we're having right now i had a call with the rock and the team dj i don't want to call him the rock because he's not the rock to me um and uh he's too mature to call him the rock anymore Uh, (laughs) we, we had a call today with dj we're having a call next week uh the 2021 Planning meeting. Um, him and Danny are on every board call. Same thing with Connor. Connor is every day up my rear end every day. Why this? Why that? Where are the numbers? What's the Nielsen? How are the customers performing? So these two humans are very similar. They are totally, totally leaning in. And that's respectfully to other quote unquote celebrity brands. A lot of it is Hollywood. Um, these are true stories and the authenticity of both of these people, um, and when I think about Taramana, it is the authenticity of DJ. You see it in everything that he does because his audience comes first, Um, and that's the key. And other celebrities that come to us that want to be the next Dwayne Johnson, Conor McGregor, George Clooney, Ryan Reynolds, what they don't really understand is the way you need to lean in and the way you need to work. And I try to scare the hell out of them and most of them run for the hills when you tell them you've got to put in the time, you've got to see people, you've got to engage. And they're like, you know what? I'd rather just spend time on my craft, whether it be music, acting, or former athletes, whatever it may be. Um, but it's not a business for the weary because it's a door-to-door sales process. This is not technology. This is not put it into a Target and from you know Saturday morning you go into Target. It's in every single store. This is hand-to-hand combat not to mention what's going on with the bars and restaurants that is a mm-hmm. devastation of an industry that if you don't cry from it there's something mentally wrong with you um and how do we actually you know you know create some more momentum when that industry can come back and our dj's talking about restaurants and bars and what do we do to help them when we when they come back that's how in these two people are um mm-hmm. and again that's the similarity but we're very lucky and and when we turn down other celebrities we don't turn them down in an arrogant way. We turn them down and say, look, this probably isn't right for you and this is why. Um, and we don't want you to fail because these people should not fail. They're so successful. You don't want them to fail. So long answer as usual from me. Uh, but, <laughs> Good uh, answer though. Yeah.
0: So are there any
2: charitable aspects of um, either of these brands in the works currently? Yeah, to- totally. So um, that that's really important to me and Jenna as as spirits um, beverage people mm-hmm. that you do, you do give back. And that's, that's not, um, I think we've always been raised that way as if from, if from both of our childhoods. Um, and Jenna is a, and Jenna Fagnon, who's my partner since Avion started. and I begged her to come and run the company and she left LVMH running a big business for them to come join me and take this ride. Um, but, um, on proper 12, um, $5 for every case that we sell goes to first responder, first responders. Um, That was something that Connor, when we sat and we were having meetings, and this one happened in New York, actually, we're having dinner in a restaurant called Philippe Chow, and downstairs in the cellar, if you come to New York, you got to go there um, when this craziness ends. And we were down there, we were talking about the brand, and Connor said, you know, I really want to do some good with this brand, too. It's not just about money. Um, And we started talking about first responders and firefighters and frontline kind of people. Uh, at the time, we weren't talking about frontline workers like nurses and all the people that we've need- seen during the pandemic that have been so, so incredible. Um, and we made a decision to give $5 for every case we sell a proper 12 to first responders. Um, we've done that all over the world. In the US last year, our first year, we gave a million dollars to Tunnel to Towers, uh, which you got to look them up. It's a an organization Mm-hmm. That um, uh, gives uh, families uh, that lose a first responder, uh, firefighter, police, or EMS worker dies in the line of duty and has children under the age of sixteen, mm-hmm. they uh, work to pay off their mortgage so wow. they don't have the burden of the mortgage. Mm-hmm. Um, during the pandemic, we've raised so far an additional two hundred plus thousand dollars for Tunnel for Towers. I'm sorry, three. I think it's three. Yeah, two hundred. Uh, we created a T-shirt that we sold in all the proceeds, not the profits. All the proceeds went to frontline workers that Tunnel to Towers was giving to um, all the frontline workers. So we gave it $1.2 million in our first year. And this year, we, based on sales, we'll give another million dollars. Um, uh, we'll also give $300,000 around the world to frontline uh, for first responders as well. Wow. Um, that's, that's, that's one case of Taramana. Um, DJ and Danny are very much about giving back. Um, he, as you know, I mean, he's just an incredible, they're incredible humans. Um, and they do a lot of things um with uh make a wish and other charities. In mm-hmm. fact, um their ice cream called Salt and Straw that they're investors in. We just did um an a Terramana ice cream.
0: Yes. Uh, you know, he we wrote, wrote about
2: that. that. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I saw that. And you know, it blew out. By the way, it sold out. DJ was thinking about the sellout last night. But a dollar yeah. for every pint, a dollar for every pint was given uh, by Salt and Straw slash DJ and Danny, and Terramana also matched that dollar for every pint uh, that went to a. Um, I've, I'm, I'm at a loss right now, but to a food, uh, an organization helping you know the restaurant and the food industry.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: That's, That's great. Awesome. I was wondering, um, you know, I think it'd be kind of ignoring an elephant in the room if we didn't address the fact that it, we're in the midst of COVID nineteen. Um, and I was curious, especially starting a new brand this year, Terramana is relatively new. Um, I guess I was wondering how that's been. How is it to start a new uh, tequila brand in the midst of all this craziness and unprecedented um, you know, closures of bars and everything? So have you experienced, uh, what was your first year like in and in, in relation to your expectations? Yeah. That's yeah. And, and, and look, this, this whole thing, I mean, I cannot tell you, I mean, what they say? I read today one out of six restaurants and bars are permanently closed. Yep. And I'm like, Oh shit. I mean, this is, you get, I get choked, you get choked up just thinking about it. Think about your local restaurant, the people that are always just good to you and your friends that are, you know, mm-hmm. bartenders and servers and all this shit. It's just mind blowing. But for us, you know, we launched in March. Um, so literally as the world was shutting down, we're launching a new brand. Um, and it was, it was really, really hard, um, on the on-premise side, the bars and restaurants, we, we never really got in, you know, so, um, we haven't, we didn't experience that on the, on the liquor store, on the off-premise side, the, you know, the, the liquor stores, um, we, I think we all know in the, in America, the business has been, that part of the business has been massive, uh, growth of, you know, 20, 30%. If you own a liquor store, um, whether you're a big guy like a Bevmo a total wine and more a specs all the big guys or a Safeway Albertsons or a, that sell alcohol in supermarkets across the country it's been a boom for them because people have been home and we've been consuming more because we don't go out and consume right. um, and but um i think we would have done more business if the restaurants and bars were open and i really wish they were and i know you know we really feel uh, it's I can't can't express enough how badly we'll we'll come back and we'll will help as much as we can but the the first year for terramana people the one thing that happened was consumers went to liquor stores and the brands that really suffered were the brands that people didn't know mm-hmm. you went into a liquor store or you went onto a mini bar or these other apps that you can go on to to have delivery and you would buy the things that you knew that you trusted brands you trusted so the more expensive brands too also suffered because a lot of people lost their jobs or were concerned about losing their jobs. So they weren't buying bourbons that were $60, $80 the way they were before the pandemic. So the brands that really won were the brands that we all know that you trust and that are priced reasonably. Um, and Terramana, because people know DJ, so proper 12 through the roof, um, and the brand's been around for years, two years to over two years. So, and very well known in that short period of time, Terramana being new. The thing that we did have is the credibility of Mr. Johnson and the fact that people trust him and his social media. He talked about it and actually created almost an environment for people where he did Terramana Tuesdays and he made cocktails. He did things that he didn't plan on doing because his goal was to create an environment to bring people together and sort of share our isolation, if I would say, together, whether you had in a home with a family of four or five. Or you were how many friends I have that were alone in their apartments in a big city and talk about the loneliness. And DJ's goal was to sort of make it fun and bring people together and make cocktails together and share on Terramata Tuesdays other people's user-generated making cocktails at home to try to make sort of the silver lining of what we were going through of the togetherness. So the brand was blew up, truly blew up. And I think a lot of that is attributable to him and his DNA and his positivity and his humility and his message to let's all get through this together. And Terramana became sort of like a clutch for people to say, it's all going to be okay. Um, And as he says, he drinks tequila in good times, bad times, and everything in between. And this was sort of one of those, I'll call it in between slash bad times. And we're still living through that right now. So Again, a long answer from a guy like me, but um, <laughs> it's, it's pretty remarkable. Most new brands during this time have, you know, you can't get off even a, off a home plate because mm-hmm. how, do, totally. how does anybody
0: discover you? There's no way. Well, so Ken, I got to ask you a question because we've got you here and we've had this conversation a bunch in the pair offices. So what do you think it is about tequila in general that is attracting so many celebrities right now? So you don't see a lot of celebrity bourbon brands. We have a few celebrity gin brands, right? But really the most famous is uh, Ryan Reynolds, right? There's not a ton of vodka anymore. Um, you know, really, this is the only Irish whiskey. Like, what is it about tequila? Is it just that LA drinks so much of it that they all want to make it? And, you know, why do you think they all are getting into it? Because you would think if, if they're all competitive, they would see there's so many people in the space now that there's going to be a shakeout. So I'm curious, what you think is is drawing everyone to this one liquid?
2: Yeah, um, talk about saturation, right? And and uh, totally. Yeah. And you know, I, I look at the other spaces. I'm like, okay, you know, look first, authenticity matters. So I assume that these other celebrities getting into the tequila business are truly tequila drinkers. I can tell you one thing: that's what DJ drinks. You know, um, by the way, he likes that, and he he also, by the way, drinks he drinks whiskey um, on occasion, not much anymore. Now that we've launched this brand, these. Um, He's madly in love with Terramana and we yeah. working on some, we're working on some innovation with and for him. Um, that's going to be pretty amazing. Um, but that said, I, I think that you said it very well when you talked about there's going to be a shakeout. Um, there's a gold rush. You know, we, we talk about gold rushes, whether it's technology back in the day that everybody was jumping in and creating a dot com, the dot com boom, and then it busted. Um, this tequila space is really hot. and it's growing, you know, tequila is the new vodka in a way yep. for young people. So I had a party recently at my house. My daughter was engaged. Um, it was as social distancing as you could get, which means that's code for we were not good. Um, <laughs> and um, I had Terramana and of course I had to have vodka there as well. And we went through, it was about a ratio of about 30 to one tequila over vodka with a bunch of people that were all in their uh, mid twenties. That tells you something, right? So, you know, you sort of, you see lightning striking and I would hope to think that these other celebrities getting into it are drinking tequila and they're also business people and they're saying, hey, I'm really famous. Why don't I get into the tequila business? When there are, bourbon is tougher, although I think there's a massive opportunity for an authentic, for celebrities that, again, they must be authentic to what they're doing and they Mm -hmm. must be willing to work and be real. Um, but, and there are very few of them, by the way, I've met with a lot of them. Um, but, um, so that's one reason. I think the other reason is, is that people, the, the fact of the, the fact that somebody like Clooney or in the case of my guy, Johnson, these people, you know, the celebrities look at it and say, man, I want to be the next billionaire. And why can't I do that? What they're going Mm -hmm. to learn is that's really hard. And you see, there are some celebrities that I will not name that are in the tequila space. And it is an uphill battle because they either lack authenticity or they lack maybe the star power that they may think they have to actually make the cash register ring outside of their core gift that God gave them, whether that's music or acting or athletics. So it's it's a tough one, but I'm never going to judge because I don't have a crystal ball, but there's a gold rush right now, and eventually there'll be a shakeout, and there will be some form of consumer fatigue as well, which mm-hmm. we're starting to see in celebrity. Totally. Our authenticity mm-hmm. is so important. And also lean in. You can't come in and do this thing for three months and then expect it to happen. DJ knows and Connor knows this is a lifelong, these are things, DJ wants this to be legacy. Connor wants to do proper 12 forever. And while they may, we may sell parts of it over time um, because there's nothing wrong with making money, DJ is like, I, this is for my children. Um, the bottom of every bottle of Terramana, there are initials on the every on the bottle. There's a, str- a word that is strange. If you ever look at it, if you have it there, look at it. You won't know what it means, but it's very personal to DJ because it's the first two initials of each one of his three daughters. That is, that's part of his soul. The brand. Oh mm-hmm. my that's, God! <laughs> looking yeah. at it now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it says Tajasi, um, and uh, those are his three daughters. So he wanted that there because this is legacy. That's So the gold rush can happen. Some people may get lucky, but luck doesn't really happen in the spirits business. It's all hard work. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, having a quality product, which um, I, I like to think te- proper 12 for its price point, pound for pound against another Irish whiskey blend, you're not going to find better. And Terramana, the crazy part about Terramana is it's ultra premium tequila, copper pot distilled, brick oven only, highest quality process by hand. And it's 30 bucks. It's not 40 to $45 a bottle because DJ wanted it to be accessible to all people. You want to talk about a perfect storm, the best tequila then paired with a price point that rich people can afford and not so rich people can afford is really what DJ wanted. So that's part of the recipe and that's, it doesn't happen by accident. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Well, Ken, uh, I just wanted to say, you know, that's been so interesting to hear about this. And and I think for me personally, but I'm sure for all of our listeners as well, just, you know, kind of getting that, hearing about the involvement of guys like, you know, DJ as you call him and Connor. And just because I think, I think there is this probably for most folks, this natural assumption that, you know, maybe it's a name to something, but I think hearing some of the stories behind it here shows how, how kind of personal that is. Um, So, so really Thank you for your time today to, you know, telling us about that and wanted to say, you know, congratulations on the sales of, of Terra Mana as well. You know, anyone can go out there and Google it. We've covered it, VinePair. It's, it's, it's one of the fastest launch um, of any celebrity spirit of all time, proper 12 in the longer run as well. Incredible sales numbers. So yeah, congrats on that. And i um, excited to see some of those innovations next year, as you mentioned, um, I'm sure it's going to be an exciting one for,
2: well, I guess many reasons. <laughs> hey, for sure. and you know, I want to say, you know, Tim, Cat, Adam, Katie, it was a, a pleasure talking to you today. And I would just tell you, stay tuned, more to come. We'll, we'll have some more brands down the road. I hope, um, uh, maybe with some iconic people, maybe not. Um, and also, what I want to just say to your listeners and all uh, is that if a guy like me, with an IQ that I have, um, uh, can make it the way I have uh, so far, anyone listening can. And I, I really—it sounds very cliche, but I really, really mean that. Um, so you know, you got to will it to happen, um, and that's what it's all about. So um, happy holidays to everyone, um, and uh, hope to speak to you again soon. Thanks, Perfect. Ken. This is Thank awesome. you so Ken. much. Yeah.
1: And I'll say one thing as well: if I see my cocktail on DJ's Instagram, he better be—he <laughs> oh better be God. tagging me, right? I if, I, thing, if I see the I Stone would...
0: Cold Ken Austin. <laughs> on the rocks (laughs) I knew you were gonna say that Tim oh my gosh you're so cheesy Tim
2: Tim, I gotta tell you besides the fact that that was cheesy I love it so post it make sure I get it and I will guarantee you guarantee you I know a guy who knows a guy who can get to DJ we will get I will get him to post that I promise (laughs) okay well
1: this is on record so (laughs) if this doesn't happen you know We're calling you out, Ken.
2: Look, DJ is probably going to kick my ass for saying that, but it's okay. He's kicked my ass for a lot worse.
1: (laughs) Thanks again, everyone. And uh, yeah, we'll see you all next week.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of EOD Drinks. If you've enjoyed this program, please leave us a rating or a review wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps other people discover the show. And tell your friends. We want as many people as possible listening to this amazing program. And now for the credits. End of Day Drinks is recorded live in New York City at VinePair's Pairs headquarters. And it is produced, edited, and engineered by Vine Pairs station director, yes, he wears a lot of hats, Keith Beavers. I also want to give a special thanks to VinePair's Pairs co-founder, Josh Mallon, to the executive editor, Joanna Skierino, to our senior editor, Kat Walinsky, our senior staff writer, Tim McCurdy, and our associate editor, Katie Brown. And a special shout out to Danielle Greenberg, Vine Pair's art director who designed the sick logo for this program. The music for End of Day Drinks was produced, written, and recorded by Darby Seaside. I'm Vine Pair co-founder Adam Teeter, and we'll see you next week. Thanks a lot.